It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First of all, me and Joe are good. Okay, like people like no, Joe. I mean, look, I don't, I'm not saying you guys Joe, beef. Look, Joe I hates you. Like Joe, you no, I'm talking about other people. But Joe hates oh, you. We, we and Joe are good, okay? <laughs> um, we and Joe are good. He's got to protect his guys. I understand that. I got a job to do. He got a job to do. We're not always going to agree. Secondly, right. I don't think he's a bad coach. I didn't think he did a bad job. They won 57 regular season games. They were able to get the number two seed, could have got the number one seed. But, my, you know, Milwaukee went on a 19-game winning streak, and the Celtics blew some games they should have won. But I also think he was very stubborn. He didn't change anything during the, the offense. He was just kind of like he was just very much predictable. And But like you said, Josue, there was nobody on the staff to tell him, hey, man, you got to make some changes, bro. And that's what they still need. From coaches, from staff, from ownership, everybody got on the same page and got angry. They just had some bad luck at the end. Um, I think you, you, you're part of it too. You're part, you might not, yeah, you, yeah, you, <laughs> oh, yeah, you, yeah, you was the black man. You who? And, and I, I'm not saying in, the, in a, in a way, I'm saying you're part of it because of what you wrote, articles you wrote about him. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, it's another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. He is Cedric Maxwell. I'm Joe Sway Pavone. We're joined by Boston Globe's Gary Washburn, also a co-host of the A-List Podcast, CLNS Media's A-List Podcast. This episode, of course, is brought to you by FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston where you can win big on uh, betting on sports. And I'll tell you more about that in a little bit later throughout this episode. But we got to get down to business, fellas. The NBA Finals wrapped up. NBA season wrapped up. Max and I, we've been on to the uh, Celtics offseason. But Gary's going to give us some of that insight and, of course, the recap of what happened in the NBA Finals as he saw the Denver Nuggets uh, capture their first championship in franchise history, MVP. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Nuggets did this one in five, and uh, I guess we can start by uh, Gary. What, what's the what, what surprised you the most about what you saw in the NBA Finals? I guess you know. Honestly, I wasn't surprised. I, I thought Denver was going to win the series pretty handily. They did. Uh, they prepared. They studied the game tape from the Celtics and the Heat. They were completely prepared for Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Caleb Martin. They decided they were going to let Bam out of bio feast, but it was going to be nothing but two pointers. They didn't go for Jimmy Butler's pump fakes. Um, and they had a lot of offensive weapons. Obviously, watching Jokic for five games, it's a pleasure to watch him play. Just 
what he does, how he maneuvers, how he orchestrates uh, the offense. He's just a maestro out there, and he plays ugly. You know, the, the shots are not artistic. They're not pretty. He's not a pretty player to watch, but, man, he gets it done. So, uh, and I just thought the depth of, of Denver with Bruce Brown coming off the bench and KCP, Aaron Gordon finally finding a role, you know, being a, a good role player for them. And even as bad as Michael Porter Jr. was, he did have his moments, you know, especially mm-hmm. in game five. So I just thought a complete team effort. And Miami, you know, they were going to eventually uh, level off, and they did, but it just makes you, when you follow the Celtics, realize how botched, how, how much they botched that series. They should have, the Celtics should have won that series in six games, max blowing the first two games and then giving up in the game three and not knowing how to guard Miami and letting Caleb Martin look like he Kobe in his prime. I mean, it's just, it was just so much uh, in terms of watching how a well-prepared team faced the heat in comparison to the Celtics who didn't just seem prepared in that series. Mm. It's really strange. And I like what you said. Um, I should have been, you know, you say Fando. What did I say, Joe Sway? What would I say? Did I say this thing was going to be open? What five? Five. You did say that. Man, the Monday that night. And we all know, Max. You're not. A, you're not. A, I told you so, brother. So right. that's very <laughs> rare for you to remind, remind somebody when you write. Go you're ahead. not a betting man either, right? Oh, so, wow. Okay. Wow. Max, I, I know this, you're not. This, I, you, you've never come to me ever in life and ever called me and said, I told you this was going to happen. Didn't I? You've never done that. So <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, very, that. I'm very impressed that you, for the first time in your life, came to, and said, I told you so. Go well, ahead, Max. Yeah, if, I, if I told you so in five this time, you would have won money. You go to yeah. bed, you would have won. I wouldn't have been on this money, podcast if I put on my house. I'd have dipped out. Five. I, I think that you, you're you're spot on with so many different things. Uh, obviously, you look at what happened with Celtics, and it, it's just crazy that you think the Celtics should have been there. They should have been the team uh, representing the East. Um, it just takes the Celtics. The, the, the sad thing, it took the Celtics so much to get into the back seat, and all of a sudden they want to get in the front seat. They get behind, get behind, get behind. The basket gets thrown against the wall. And if there was one thing that was impressive to me uh, with the Celtics is the fact that they were able to respond almost every single time. And even by saying that, I think that they were ankle rolled away from beating Miami. Now, could they have beaten um, Denver? Possibly, I think they could. I think they could. I think they had a well. I tell you what, they had a better shot than Miami, and I said that before the series yeah. because I thought they had more weapons. I think physically they were bigger. Uh, you know, they they had big bodies, and if Tatum and Brown could have had their offensive games, I don't think that that's what I looked at. Denver did not have anybody to guard both those guys. Um, it's just, it, it is disheartening if you're a Celtic fan thinking about what could have been and what should have been. The only thing I think now, what are you going to put on the t-shirts next year? Unfinished business, unfinished business part again? Two. Part two. What kind of, <laughs> what, what, 
<laughs> more, 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 more in this business. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, I do remember Dr. J in 1981 of uh, the, the Sixers had the slogan saying, we owe you one. And then in 1982, they lost again. I don't think you set yourself, I think you set yourself up for failure when you're like that. But um, the Denver obviously was the best team. Joker was the best player. And even if you were playing a pickup game and you saw Joker standing on the side, I don't think nobody's picking him until later on. Like uh, the big, big yeah. guy, big white guy, the one right there. Okay, yeah, come on, come on. And yeah, then all of a sudden he gets out there. He's he got this sloppy style. And he, do, he dominated in the paint. Right. That's what, that's and then he dominated. What, dominated in the paint. Although he could shoot the three. How many times did I scream at Al Horford or Rob when they got the ball one foot away from the basket? Could have dunked it, could have laid it up and thrown the ball to the corners. That to me drove me crazy. And that's something that Joker didn't do. He was so dominant in the paint like that that it forced Miami to do some things that they weren't prepared to do. So, what happens in your opinion, Gary? What, what happens next? Is it as simple as the Celtics running back? Is this a systemic problem? I mean, clearly the organization has addressed, you know, the the holes in the coaching staff by bringing in Sam Cassell, bringing in, you know, a longtime assistance, uh, you know, from from uh, Milwaukee Bucks and you know, underneath Mike Buttonholder. I mean, look, these are guys that obviously not only have the reputation, but they got the experience, way more experience than their head coach and Joe Mazzulla. So, is it that simple? I mean, learning from your mistakes changing or at least adding guys to the coaching staff that'll that'll hold players accountable how do you see this thing playing out for the celtics during the uh, offseason well they got to change the offensive philosophy okay the three-point denver shot 33 percent from the three-point line in the series mm. and won yeah. five games that's a good you point do not need and what what eric's supposed to stay on the sideline during the series if they ain't hitting three-pointer against the Celtics series if they ain't hitting three-pointers they ain't gonna score. Like mm. they're they're beatable. So the Celtics have been figured out. I think they put way too emphasis, much emphasis on the three pointer this year, and they had nobody, as Max referred to, to score in the paint. Nobody with a post game. So if you're gonna run it back, okay. One, I think you know Jalen got to work on his ball handling. Jason got to work on his playmaking. But they need a center, like. Robert Williams in five years, and maybe Max can, can bring him down in Carolina and work with him on a post move. Because five <laughs> years, Robert Williams been in the league, and five years, he ain't learned to post move. Yeah. That's the Celtics' fault. Now, that's Robert's fault, too. But first of all, they need to have a big man coach because neither Charles Lee nor um, Sam Cassell is a big man. Okay. So I don't know. They need to get somebody 6'8 or above to add to that damn staff that can work with Robert Williams on developing a damn post move. Because if you saw Bam out of bio, Bam can dribble, Bam can shoot, Bam can get to the rim. I'm not saying he's perfect, but for 6'9", he is way more versatile than Robert Williams. He can take you off the dribble. He can run the point. And then Al is thirty, about to turn 37. Okay, I think no, just turned 37. He just turned it. Okay, so how much can you really rely on Al? And as I wrote earlier, in his in, in his fourth season when he was all second time All Star with Atlanta, ninety nine point five percent 
of Al Schott's were twos. This year, 32% were twos. He stopped taking twos. He has completely lost his post game. So when you don't have anybody getting you easy buckets or it takes Tatum having to maneuver through five defenders to get to the rim or whatever, or the only easy bucket is a Rob Lob, like you got to change your philosophy, especially if you're not hitting threes. Denver showed you they didn't, they were not good at, for the three-point line in the mm. series, and they won every game by, <laughs> oh, except game five by double digits. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to join today. What I love most about FanDuel is not only the in-game betting, but the spreads, parlays, the different kinds of way for you to make money. And it's fast, easy, and it goes right into your account. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademark used with permission. 21 plus and president in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Let me ask you, though, is that, is that philosophy or is that personnel? Because I think I that's think it's philosophy. philosophy. As you know, Joe... Yeah. Oh, we got to shoot 50 a game, 50 yeah. a game. Yeah. Okay. One. He's all about the numbers, Max. He's a, it's, uh, just, it's uh, just too much. Like yeah. you don't have, as you said, Max, the zone. Okay. Al, how many times did Al pass out of that zone looking for an open three-point shooter and di- disregard a six-foot jumper? Yeah. Like that's how you break the zone. The Celtics became way too predictable yeah. offensively, way too easy to guard. And, of course, if they're hitting their threes, if they hit half their threes, but look at the last two games of that series. They hung on. They hung on in game six with the miracle of Derek White, but also because they hit a lot of twos. Okay. In game seven, the three didn't go down, and they couldn't score twos, and they were done. Jason Jason sprained his ankle. Jalen couldn't handle the ball. Malcolm was not – should not even been on the court. Um, Al's never – like – all of everything that could go wrong went wrong in that game. And so now you need somebody to me, I'd go after Chris Paul. I would see what you could do. You need somebody who can damn run an offense. Let's be mm-hmm. honest, Max. Like in Joe Sway, you, you got to have somebody. The Celtics blew so many games down the stretch because their offense is what could put. Like mm-hmm. you need somebody who can hit a mid-range jumper that's not Jason. Like you need a guard. Marcus. Because I did the number. Marcus doesn't shoot from the mid-range. This is not his game, and neither does Malcolm. Okay? They like they they, they sh- Malcolm shot 80, 82 mid-range jumpers in whatever, six, 67 games. He'll take one a game. Marcus took, I think, 25. Like, they don't shoot. Yeah. So, when you're coming off the pick and roll, and you got, <clears throat> there's, you, you're no threat to score. You hit a mid-range. 
So your makes your offense so predictable. If you're going to take the next step, because let's be honest, guys, as you know, when the season's over, everybody is out of prison. Like, I, I, look at it. Milwaukee's now back. Philadelphia. All the teams that you passed up last year, it don't mean nothing. They back this year. They're going to come after you. So now it's 30 teams, the Knicks, the Cavs. So you got to come up with something new. You can't just run it back with the same damn offense and hoping it, hoping for different results. Like, that's not going to work. Like, well, you, this is – You point know, it, part of this, I, I agree with you, and I've always – because I'm a close player. So I understand what you're saying when you're talking about taking twos, high percentage shots. I, You know, I've always said that. But I also look at – as you said, the perfect storm happened with them this year in those last in the last game with Tatum going down, uh, with Brown's ball handling, uh, Brogdon, who was the sixth man of the year, couldn't hit the side of the barn because his arm was screwed up. We 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 we, we realized that. But then on top of that, now you're going to add back Gallinari. Gallinari, I think, would have been very effective to help you do some things. Uh, with the game. I think the other thing you have to do, you start upgrading also your bench play. Um, I am, um, I, I've screamed to high heavens to people about shooting, getting the twos and the high percentage shots. Now, does the NBA all of a sudden catch up? Because you know, it's a copycat league. First, everybody wanted to be like Golden State, shoot the three, shoot the three, shoot the three. Now, you see another team in Denver that says, eh, maybe not so much. Maybe we'll get, some, get a lot of baskets <laughs> in the paint and we'll destroy people on the inside, but how many how many jokers are out there in the world that you're going to be able to plug into this team? I don't necessarily, I think their strong suit is their guard guards. I love Chris Paul, but I look at Chris Paul, how often he's been injured. And then I also look at Chris Paul's teams down the line when they've needed something and they've just been just totally wiped out. Look what happened to Chris Paul this year got injured, yeah. but at the same time, that team just imploded in front of us with probably one of, supposedly, one of the best leaders in the NBA. So I'm not a, mm, I, I don't know what you, what you, how you gonna get Chris Paul like that? You know what I think, Max, is what you do. You treat him like you do Horford. You don't have yeah, him on back-to-backs. Like, I think you give him the, yeah. like, you tell Chris, okay, we're gonna play you 50 games during the regular season. We're going to keep you healthy, keep those legs healthy. You're here for the playoffs. Like, to me, next year, like, your window is closing. Like, this ain't going to last forever, no. okay? Um, you can't. We ain't key sweat. We can't make it last forever, <laughs> okay? This is not going to literally last forever. You've got you to do what you need to do to win a title next year. The Celtics – are amongst the favorites to return to the finals. And if you look at the East, Milwaukee got a new coach. Philadelphia, don't know if, about the Harden situation. Miami is going to probably try to get a superstar. but They're going to try to get Chris Paul, I think, too. They're gonna be the Bruce is a free agent. Vincent's yeah. a free agent. Tyler Hero is coming off injury. Lyle, Kyle Lowry got one more year left. They're going to probably dangle that expiring contract. Like Miami's got some work to do. So if you look at the East, the Celtics are the best team in the East. Okay, so this is the year. Like, if you we thought unfinished business, this is really unfinished business. Like, <laughs> so you what you have to do is look at the 08 team. They added Cassell, PJ Brown. They added a bunch of dudes. They probably yeah. didn't need for reinforcements. 
Okay. And I just think you can't have a bench with the Mike Muscala thing. Like Brad did not help Joe at all. The Mike Muscala thing did not work. Okay. Luke Cornett was just sitting there. They didn't play him. Sam Alzer shot 41% from the three during the regular season and barely played in the playoffs. I don't know Man, why. That's a, that's a Missoula thing, though. Yeah, just, that, like, I want to interject real quick because there like, was just so Blake, they thought Blake Griffin was going to help. Blake ended up being a good locker room guy, but they didn't trust him. Or I just thought Thoman the Miami game, have him some hard fouls and a couple of rebounds or something. They didn't play him. Grant, we don't know what's going to happen with Grant. Like Grant, Grant was the big question mark for me. And that was series. a big mistake by me. Also, for the second half of the year, he got into Joe Mazuba's dog doghouse. And he I don't know what he did. I don't know what. I'm like you. I don't know what he did, what he said, who, whatever. But he got into his doghouse so deep. He wasn't. And this was a guy who really helped destroy Miami in the series that you played him when he knocked down all these threes in Milwaukee. I thought that he was really good. And then you finally start to utilize him again. And he played a little bit. He played pretty good when he played. Uh, I think maybe in game in, in game seven, maybe could utilize him a little bit more. But I tell you what, the ball handling that the Celtics had, the eight turnovers that, that Jalen had in the game uh, was just those those were things that killed, killed you. Yeah. It, it was just seemed like it was it was a team that was was good enough to win it, and then the basketball guys came in and said, "You know what? You guys been fucking up. You know yep. we're taking all we're taking all the other way. Yeah, you can't <laughs> play with the game like that. You can't lose yeah. the first three, come back, and then we, be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. And they almost they almost blew it in game six. And then yeah. you can't you yeah. can't you can't give up in game three. You are, they gave up in that game, like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just don't. So they his team also needs an attitude adjustment. Like, play hard at all times, beat the hell out the opponents, act like you mad at somebody. Like, quit being so damn nice, Max. And we talked about this before. Get in somebody's face. Get in somebody's face. I need to see an altercation, a scrape. Somebody <laughs> like, no, man, we ain't taking that shit no more. Like, right, the Celtics right. are too nice of a team. Miami punked them, and like you don't. And they got punked in the bubble. And they ain't got no tough guys on the roster. No, you don't have that with this team. And how many teams in the NBA really have that particular guy? How many of them have? They got it. Someone's got to get this. I know. There's not the crazy guys. There ain't the dudes who who ain't quite right like they used to be in the league. The Anthony Masons and the Arkes. Like they, those dudes have been weeded out of the league because they crazy. They, they, were, they were wired differently. Huh? Demarcus Cousin was out there. I'd rather have him than Luke Cornett. But no, we don't want Demarcus messing with our great chemistry. And we have a no. Like Brad got to take some chances. You can't fill your team with freaking nice guys. Okay, yeah. you can't fill your coaching staff with a bunch of dudes who are okay. Like he filled his staff when he got there. With all the Butler guys last mm. year. They lost Ime, they lost Will Hardy, and they lost Damon Stein and didn't replace none of those guys. So you got a bunch of dudes on the staff who are good guys, but was this just as clueless as Joe? That's mm. Brad's fault. You get Mike Mazula, Muscala, Mazula, Mike Mazula, Mike Muscala. <laughs> he can't, he, they figured out in two weeks he can't play or whatever. Joe, whoever decided that, that was a waste of a trade. Like, you got you, you didn't get hit. You got 
Brad, Brad got Joe no help. And you got to get a tough guy. And Cassell is going to be a tough guy, keep it real, on the staff. You need somebody in that locker room. That's why Miami Kemp has them all them years. And I, mm-hmm. you know, people make fun of him and make fun of them. But you know what? He, he, he checks fools. And Blake isn't that guy. Blake can be the come to me and I'll give you – like, you know, Blake's a good guy. I think he had a really positive impact. Yeah, you can just share last with him, and he's the kind of guy that. Peyton from basically, you know, kind of getting lost and and kind of, you know, being disconnected from the team because he wanted out. I think he was a good role model for Grant, but you need a MF on your team. You can't. Jalen's got to be meaner. Jason, and I get Jason is not a mean, but he got to be like he's got to take this year personally. He got to say, even if it's selfishly, he's got to say, "This is my MVP year right here. This is this this is it. Like mm-hmm. I'm 25, about to be 26. This is my 20. Like I'm about to be number one in MVP. Not Giannis. Not uh, Embiid. Not Jokic. This is my year to prove that I'm the best MF on the floor. Like there's got to be some mental adjustments with this team because." Like they were soft this year in that Miami series at times. I hate to use the word soft, but they got punked. Jimmy and all them dudes out of by they tougher, and and the Heat know that. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. The, the people yeah. around the league know the Celtics yeah. are gonna break. Marcus can't be the only tough dude on your damn team. The only one willing to get in a fight. Hold up a minute. You know what? Damn it. Hold up. You've been on the road. No. Now no. I can say Green Goggles on again. So. I told you so. I've been saying this over and over and over oh, again. Oh, I think you can pick up the Oh, you told us so? <laughs> no, you yeah. I told you so. We can't, you can't have the stuff. Second one. <laughs> That's right. It's two. Marcus Mark can't be your toughest guy at guard. You got to have an SD. And I was, I loved it. There were times when I saw Tatum, with the time when Brown, you know, got grabbed by the leg and Philadelphia was trying to rub yeah, it. And he like went that. back and he went yeah. it. That yeah. to me was that to me was the shit that I was looking for. It's gonna <laughs> make this team in. And yeah, you're right about you know just being tough. And I've said this before. Tatum or Brown, both your your lead dogs. One of them has to be an SOB. And I've said that yeah. about, I said that, you know, when you, when the, the great teams I played with, we had a bunch of SOBs. We had a bunch of, you know, when we played, when we played, there I said again, the Lakers, oh my God, we had three, four, five SOBs over there. There you was were MLK, wasn't there, Yeah, there, there was ML Carr who wasn't even playing was the SOB over there. So yeah, those, those <laughs> kind of guys. From the are, bench, huh? They're, they're, they're needed in this league. The reason the Celtics got beat last year by Golden State was the fact that Draymond turned into an SOB. And well, he was an SOB already, but then he got <laughs> into their heads and he started doing all these things, knocking them around. So so I totally agree with what you're saying. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Gary, give me your uh, your first year. Assessment. I just want to go back to Joe Mazzulla real quick. Like, give me your first year assessment and, and tell me what Sam Cassell and, and Charles Lee bring to the table this season. Because, you know, I just feel like there was no one else on the Celtics beat that really challenged Missoula all, you know, from start to finish. And, you know, to see the team respond the way it did, sure, they didn't get to the final destination. They didn't get the job done. But for the to get this team to win three in a row, what does that mean moving forward? And, and again, what does Sam Cassell, you know, adding Sam Cassell and Charles Lee to his coaching staff? But what does that do for him? Well, I don't, you know, first of all, me and Joe are good. Okay. Like people like, no, Joe, I mean, look, I don't, I'm not saying you guys Joe, beef. Look, Joe I hates you. Like Joe, you no, I'm talking about other people. But Joe hates oh, you. Me and Joe are good. Okay. We and Joe are good. He's got to protect his guys. I understand that. I got a job to do. He got a job to do. We're not always going to agree. Secondly, right. I don't think he's a bad coach. I didn't think he did a bad job. They won 57 regular season games. They were able to get the number two seed, could have got the number one seed. But, my, you know, Milwaukee went on a 19-game winning streak, and the Celtics blew some games they should have won. But I also think he was very stubborn. He didn't change anything during the, the offense. He was just kind of like he was just very much predictable. And But like you said, Josue, there was nobody on the staff to tell him, hey, man, you got to make some changes, bro. And that's what they still need. They need an old head on that staff, a former NBA coach, a Sam Mitchell, somebody like that, to be like, hey, don't hey, do not do that. They, they need an unk. Now, Cassell can be that unk, you know, that dude that – but I think they need another guy, a guy who's not trying to be a head coach. Mm. And believe me, as, as you know, Max, there are plenty of former NBA coaches who would love to get back on the road and work for a damn team and get out their house. Okay, and and be get away from the you know they got the wife who maybe bother them a little bit like they want to get back to work. Okay, so don't tell me Brad Stevens there is oh we just couldn't find the no 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 there's plenty of guys out there doing commentary who are working at scouts working on other that you can pull in that would love to help those Celtics win a championship. A sixty plus year old former coach, a guy that these guys know. So to me, I thought Mozilla did a solid job, but he was too stubborn to rely on the three pointer. I thought, and I and I didn't think, oh, they should fire him. Like there's people like no, but I do think you got to get your window is now. Okay, you need a coach to lead you now. Is Joe going to make a big enough step from year one to year two to be that guy? Or and 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 I think they said okay, yes, but he's going to need some help. So they got Cassell and they got Charles Lee. So. You would hope that Joe, and I think I've talked to Joe since the season ended. I think Joe is going to have some eating some humble pie, going to go back probably with Brad and meet with Cassell because I don't know how well he knows Cassell or Charles Lee. He's got to get to know these guys and they got to come up with an offensive philosophy. So I thought he had a B. I think I'm going to get him a B for the season considering the circumstances. He may leave in. Nope, not a, not. A, no assist to help you, but during the playoffs, he got coached, out-coached by Quinn Snyder. He yeah. got out-coached by Doc Rivers until the last couple of games when he made the lineup change, and he sure as hell lost that battle with Eric Spolstra, where if he had coached like he did with no, like, with, with, with that same desperation in the early, early part of that series, instead of saying, we got this, because I think, honestly, in the Miami series, that first half when the Celtics are up 12, I think they were like, you know what? We got these dudes. We figured out. Mm-hmm. Then that 46-point third quarter changed the entire series. Okay? That was the entire series changer. Yeah. If, Miami, if Miami scores 30 points in that quarter, 
the Celtics still probably win that game. Instead, they, they put up a record quarter, and that changed the whole series. The Celtics were like, uh-oh, Miami got all the confidence. Then Miami was like, well, shoot, we, probably, we, we could probably sneak another. Then all of a sudden, the Celtics were just on their ass. So to me, Joe's got to even up. You're not going to – you're not going to always win every coaching battle, but you got to make it more even. And mm-hmm. Joe's got to come up with some plans and some strategies because I had other coaches around the league and people were saying, why doesn't Joe do this during the series? How come Joe, how come Joe is not doing that? What's wrong with that coach? Why isn't he doing this? Like people were literally like around the league saying, what's wrong with this dude? Well, you know, but you know what? And, and, and here's what I believe. I'll give him, I give him a little bit more. I give him actually an A minus. And the reason I give him an A minus is because what his guys did when their backs were against the wall. Because most teams we know, Gary, if you get them down 3 0 and you're playing at the other person's home, your team normally lays down. Yes. What I saw was a collective effort from players, from coaches, from staff, from ownership, everybody got on the same page and got angry. They just had some bad luck at the end. Um, I think you, you, you're part of it too. You're part, you might not, yeah, you, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you was the black man. You who? And, and I, I'm not saying in, the, in, a, in a way, I'm saying you're part of it because of what you wrote, articles you wrote about him. Joe was so you might and you might you probably were right a lot of times with what things you're saying, but Joe also had the fuck you attitude about what does Gary Walsburn know about damn basketball, and I'm sticking <laughs> to what I'm doing right now. I'm sticking to this, and how many times have he we was seen a little defensive, Max. He was a little, yeah, little defensive. I mean, how many times have we seen him on that podium go right back at one of the writers? You ask him a question. He was so snappy. The, the one that is going to yeah, always after hold win. is after when win. Joe Missoula won that game that time. He says, oh, wait a minute. Nobody's going to ask me about the, the changes I made. The and adjustments, it was so yeah. It, it was no, so snappy towards you and, and the other writers. So I'm not saying that, you know, it's your fault, but I'm saying that part of that formula that I'm talking about, being stubborn. Some coaches do that, that they're stubborn to a fault. And he was stubborn to a fault, especially to me more so with Grant than anybody else. Because Grant was that one piece to me that could have helped you clear a lot of things up if you had kept him in that rotation. And I remember one time in particular, I watched Grant come off the floor. And Grant, you know, Grant saw Chatty and was walking off the floor. Joe had took him out. And he walks by Joe. And he said something to Joe. And Joe just snap and Grant's face went from smiley to like what and and I think Joe said shut the fuck up and he was like and Grant was like so he got into his doghouse and and you you got to realize you might have some it's like having a child you you might have a child that, that disappoints you but you might that child might be usable and they did not use him I think as much because of his basketball intellect and his ability to stretch the floor. You don't have anybody over there with the Celtics with that ability to do what Grant was able to do. Now, are you, I'll ask you the question. Will Grant, yeah, be, will Grant be back? I'll ask you the question, Mr. Ryder. Um, <laughs> I think he'll be an interesting 
because he can get offers from other teams. You know, there's going to be teams under the cap, San Antonio, Indiana. Like, you know, I think all depends on how much, like, who who is to blame for what happened? Is it Grant? Is it Joe? Do they have a heart-to-heart? And, it, and, and does Grant say, listen, like, I want my role to expand. I ain't going to – you ain't going to bench me in game one against Atlanta, then game two, you're going to throw me in there, I'm going to hit four threes. And then, like, it just – it got to – it was best – it was mind games. Like, play this man. If he messes up, he messes up. He's a third-year player, you know, or you don't say it, or fourth-year player. Get you know, let him make his mistakes. The same with Peyton Pritchard. Like I just didn't like. Yeah, but Pritchard got more leeway. I feel like, but I just point, not, I feel like Pritchard could have brought something more. And you know what? If they're like, you know, M- Malcolm took his spot. You're not okay, but Grant, like they needed yeah. point shooting. Right. They needed toughness in the paint. They needed another five, a dude who could play a small five. And it's like. Grant's sitting there with DNPs. And yeah. I get it. Grant talks a lot. That doesn't bother me. He's a talkative kid. He talks to us. He's a very nice young man. He plays chess. Like, this is, he's a different, he's not one of these, like, he ain't John Morant. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to be having his gun and, yeah, ooh, <laughs> and all that BS, you know. I mean, you know, he ain't trying to be no gangster. Grant, Grant is unapologetically Grant. He's 25 years old. He's a very nice young man. And he's just coming into his own. He's a member of the Players Union. Like, cultivate that. Yeah, if you want Grant to be quiet a little bit more, maybe talk to him and say, you know what, you're talking too much. You say that, and I think this is crazy how you mentioned things out. Was Grant the first person that jumped into Jimmy Butler's face during that whole shit? Was the first person that went in there about, oh, oh, don't poke the bear. Don't. I I didn't make that up. Somebody else said poke the bear. To me, no, but like Mac, nobody right. people, a lot of people were seeing that. Yeah. Nobody had his back in that. Malcolm, Jason, Jalen, nobody was like, dude. Jalen said no comment, Gary. No Almost comment. as if he was like, mad. I don't he know if he meant – I don't know if Jalen – I don't think Jalen – I don't know if that meant Jalen was just like, man, Grant act a fool. I think he was just sort of like, I don't want to get into this. I don't this. even want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't even want to get in. I think that's more Jalen not wanting to get in because the, the, the question was phrased, poke the bear. Which mm-hmm. I don't think some of these dudes don't know what that means. They're 23, 24. They don't know what poke the bear means. That's an old, old term. Secondly, it was sort of like, did you make the big man mad? Like, I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, like Jimmy LeBron or somebody. Like, I don't think that Jalen, I don't know if that was Jalen not having his back as much as Jalen was like, man, I don't even want to make that a topic. So, I mean, did, did I, how about this? Did I, did I poke the bear when I did James Worthy like this? That they gave him the choke sign? Yeah, I no, poked the bear. Didn't I, James ain't the bear. Magic was the bear. Magic was the bear. Did you scream? Uh, Green was uh, the bear. James Worthy wasn't no bear. Did you, were you mad at Max that night? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. He's a, he's a finals MVP. He's a Hall of Famer. Yes, he is. For that particular team, he was. No, he, he I was played. never... I like I love Worthy, but he was a number three guy on that team. 
until the, until Kareem got older and then he became the number two. But it was always Magic yeah. Kareem for me. I think Worthy went to a per. I mean, how the defending NBA champions got the number one pick? It'll be like Denver bringing in Wimby Yamba or whatever. Yeah, it, in 1982, they swindled the Cavaliers justifiably. It was a terrible trade by Cleveland to get the number one pick. It, like James went into a situation where he was playing for the defending champions, the number one overall pick. It's crazy. It's just like I understand dudes being upset with like Worthy and Byron Scott going. Damn, like, like you didn't, you you were never a number one guy. You came into a team with Kareem and Magic, and then you and you and yeah, you were champion because they are champion. It's like it's like so. As much as I love James Worthy, big game James, an all time Laker great, he was still the number three guy. Let's not get it twisted during the during the finals. Like he was number two, and then he threw that amazingly horrible pass to Gerald Henderson. Like we don't talk about that. Like like James. Dribble the damn ball and call a freaking timeout. You know why what I'm don't you? Why don't you freaking start crying over there? Okay, you freaking Lakers. <laughs> James, call a timeout. You got him all a damn timeout. You got him all riled Don't throw the ball. Just don't throw it in the air. It's the NBA. Somebody don't catch the ball. I was home and I start crying. Oh my god! Like, Damn, James! You got Gary, you got Gary, Cali, Cali, uh, accent coming out. We could have went up two. We could have went up 2-0 <laughs> in Boston, and James Worthy throwing lollipops. <laughs> All right, well, Gary, let me ask you this: eighty-four series. Let me oh, ask you this. this: This is the last one for me. Uh, is there? I can't any, with y'all, man. Any any man you got me fired up, man. <laughs> <laughs> ML. I'm sorry. No. Oh, Gary. Well, let me ML. do it like this. Oh, no, Gary. I like, I like Gary. ML, but I'm, damn, I'm, man. I'm it was... sorry, Gary. I'm sorry I got I'm you. Surprised. Fired up. I'm surprised. I'm fired up. No, I'm not. I'm happy that I got <laughs> you fired up. You said you want to see anger? You, we just saw some emotion from you. Okay, great. This is what this podcast is too, man. All these up. All these other nice bullshit podcasts where people are like, oh, you're right all the time. No, you're not right all the time. But <laughs> here's my belief, and this is the question I'll ask you before Joe Sway gets to his. Is, all right, go ahead. Is, is Jalen Brown, is he going to sign a long-term deal? It's just still my question, David. Yeah, <laughs> I think he is. And I think people can't get caught up in the money because with the new TV deal, remember, the new TV deal is coming, and there's going to be probably Amazon, there's probably going to be NBC, there's going to be some stations that we're going to watch NBA games, are going to be streaming Apple TV, like the new yeah. deal is going to set, <laughs> these brothers are going to be making a lot of money. So you can't get caught up in Jalen being the highest paid player because it's going to last about 15 minutes. Um, and then I think in as much as it's crazy, like, but we never thought, remember where Russell Westbrook made 47 million, he got traded. Chris Paul made forty million. He got traded. Like these contracts will eventually be tradable. Okay, mm. so even though you, if you sign Jalen to the five year two ninety five, it could be tradable. Now, what's the Celtics going to do when it comes to Jason? Because Jason is going to get his full three eighteen. So you're going to have six hundred million dollars between two players. But if you want to win, ask the Warriors how much they're paying. You can't be cheap in this league and win. You got to pay the luxury tax. Okay. The Southern's got to figure out other revenue streams. They got to figure out ways if, if, because one thing we don't think about the Celtics do not own TD garden. The Bruins do. So they're not getting a bunch of revenue from the arena. 
So they've got to figure out ways to create more revenue, building up the garden. I'm sure they get a piece of the new, all the rest that, you know, the place, those way be in the party and ad and stuff inside the garden and places, you know, he'd be in the street. <laughs> I see him in there, and, you know, he'd be people to the movies and all that. He, they, they revamped that whole area, man. You yeah, know? They, they, you know, <laughs> Joe's be patronizing that spot. Um, all those, all those places, hopefully the Celtics can come up with other revenues, but I think you got to bring them back in as much as, and you hope, and you, you know, whether it's, you know what, Max, like, go get, go call the old Isaiah Thomas or call and get, to, go get a ball handling coach. Like, I see him work on his ball handling with Tony Dobbins at practice. Not like he doesn't work, but go get somebody who can really expand that part of his game. I, I, see, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's ball handling or decision making sometimes. Both. When you Both. when you when you're going between three people and you're trying to get to the hole and you got the basketball that's, but Kayla Martin that's not, said that's not ball handling, that's decision making. But Kayla Martin the said the plan making. was to make them go left. Mm-hmm. If that's your scouting play, report, like if yeah. that's your scouting report that Jalen go left, you gotta make, if that's yeah. your weakness, you gotta make that not your weakness anymore. Okay, you gotta work on Jalen needs to go to the lab, you know whatever Atlanta, wherever he, you know, Egypt, wherever he wants to go. Cause I know he travels, take a basketball with him, go to a, get a ball handling coach to where he's not dribbling the ball off his hip to where he can handle it, to where he can bring it from his left hand back to his right hand, maybe between like, he's got to come up with it. Cause that's the thing. Miami explode. What Miami does is exposes all your little cracks and weaknesses, even though they might not be big cracks and weaknesses, they are the they're the they're the plumber's worst nightmare. All of a sudden, you're a little leakage, because they point out and they with their coaching staff they point they got all of the weaknesses that the Celtics had and exploited them. And Jay, well, why, why couldn't they do that? Why couldn't they do that with Denver then? Because Denver ain't got no weaknesses like that. Like they <laughs> not like that. Jokic, you're not stealing the ball from Jokic like that. You're not like Michael Porter Jr. was the only one that they really made look kind of bad. They let him shoot me and his shot, even as his shot was broken, he admitted that. But everybody else was more poised. And let's be honest, Max, they were better coached. I think think with them, to me, Miami, when I looked at Denver, you know what they did really? They played big boy basketball, they played around that damn paint. We're going to let that, we're going to let that fat white guy. Get on the post and destroy you. Whoever you got in front of him. We have Gordon, who really hasn't been that good this year, take a role of being in the paint and just dominating because we're bigger and we're strong. Miami weakness, what I saw, was Miami was small all over the place. I talked to to Bob McAdoo, who was a, uh, a Hall of Famer, who worked for Miami. And he said, Max, he said, that's it. He said, the, the Heat are just a very small team. Are they tough? Yeah, are they tough-minded? But what happened to the Heat culture? You know, uh, th- mm. that didn't work when you played a team that was, bigger, uh, that was bigger and just as tough in the paint as you were. And I'm telling you, the guy who was really I was really impressed with, uh, was it Bruce Brown? Bruce yeah. Brown. Bruce Brown had made some money. And Boston's own. Is he a guy that, you know, Denver obviously going to try to keep him, but can Boston somehow add any pieces at all 
with all the other stuff that you're going to drop away. Can yeah. they can they do that? That's yeah, I guess that leads into my last question, Gary. Any drastic changes? You see anything happening? I like the Chris Paul idea. If it's under short money, if it's you know yeah, obviously short money, you ain't giving. Yeah, it, yeah, if, yeah, if it's like, something like you said, like you 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 a, you chance, gotta, a chance for him to win a chip. The only thing he's right. lacking is he's going to the Hall of Fame. The only thing right. he's lacking is a championship. We all know how important that is. Carmelo just went out, no title. We know how players who don't win championships get ridiculed. Right, and it's clock, um, the clock's ticking, right. Yeah, so you bring him in, you put him on a schedule. No, you're not playing 42 minutes a game or whatever. I think if that works, and, and he's got to want to come here too. Like, you know, yeah, it's not like problem. reluctantly. He's got to want to be in a system that – will facilitate and then I don't know what you do with uh smart and Brogdon, but to me, as much as I like Mark is smart and I think he's very useful, I think some of the some of the bad things and the good things are evening out. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he had a great year defensively. I don't think he had a great year running the team. I thought he I think he's he's got moments where he can be very good in moments like game seven where they needed to get into offense. And Marcus, when he took that step back three, he took three steps back and took a – Marcus, that ain't you. And the one thing I noticed that um, needs to change is roles. Like, the Celtics don't have no roles. Like, Miami has roles. Everybody has – Duncan Robinson is not trying to do too much. He cuts to the basket and he takes threes. And he takes you off the dribble. Dave Vincent gets into the paint. Tries to get to the free throw line. Like everybody knows what they need to do and what their strengths and weaknesses. The Celtics have a have Hayden who has who's can do what he wants. Jalen sometimes does too much. Marcus sure as hell does too much. And they, they need to have defined roles. This is my job. My job is to rebound. My job is to lay out hard fouls. My job you don't see Bam out of bio back there taking freaking threes, mm. right? He gets to the rim, he dribbles, and he's and he, you know what I'm saying? Now, right. could he have better touch? Yeah, he missed a lot of chippies and and and, and gimmies um and, and, and during the series, but I just saw a team in Miami and Denver that has definitive roles. The Celtics roles are blurry. You need a philosophy, an offensive philosophy. You see any drastic changes, like trading trading a Brogdon or something like that? I mean, they could. I think I think they'll be open to anything. I think the hope is that Gallinari. I think he has until next week to opt in. That that gives them another big who can shoot. But I think they got to go after another big, um, not Gallinari, but like a center. And I think that they're they're going to have to figure out. Okay, is it Smart who might need to go? Is it Brogdon? Um, how do we get better? You know, can you just run it back? I think with some changes like a good center and a good point guard, you could run it back. But salary-wise, will that fit? Um, but to me, I don't see drastic changes like, oh, they're going to trade Jalen. No, they're not trading Jalen for freaking Damian Lillard. They're not doing that. They're going to mm-hmm. run back the main – I think the big two will be back. The Jays will be back. But I think they're going to have to lessen Horford's role. Um mm-hmm. As much as he looked energetic, and he looked energetic throughout the early season, you could just see the wear and tear, Max. I mean, 37, he's got a lot of miles. It's 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 yeah. human, right? Yeah. It's a, just a lot of miles. On, and the drop, jumper wasn't going down. He doesn't shoot in the paint. Robert Williams, can you depend on Robert Williams to be an everyday center? I don't know. He's always – he's good for 50 games, but he was not impactful in the Miami series. I don't know why. Was he hurt? 
Then he got well, he got sick in one game, hurt in the other. Game six, he hurt his wrist. Game seven, he was nauseous. Like, I just think you got to be real with yourself as a Celtics. Mm. Al's mm. older. Robert's not an everyday center. We need him to bring in another big and someone can run the offense. And I think you can do that with smaller moves. You don't need to bring in a, a you know, trade Jalen for a point. No, nothing like that. But like a Chris Paul or somebody who can orchestrate a true backup point guard if you want to do that. If you want to let trade Peyton to clear some space, if you don't want to bring back Grant, okay. But to me, you got to make some tweaks. This team needs tweaks. And then they need, to me, it's up here too, mentally. Taking every game seriously. Fuck that lackadaisical stuff that they do. You know, blowing 28-point leads to Brooklyn. Not showing up when they had a key game at Washington um, mm. late in the season. Like, what's not showing up for game three of the Easter Conference Finals? Like, that's mental. And I don't know if that's Joe. I don't know who can change that, but that's something that they got to change in, in, inside. You know, I, my, my feeling on this, Joe Sway, at the very end of this conversation is Gary did point out a, a lot of good things. And I do feel, but I feel, if I'm a Celtic fan, I feel, feel very, very hopeful for what you have. You have to have two dynamic wings. Uh, you do need an ass kicker that's going to be in the paint. You do need that. Uh, you do have to have that mean guy. I don't know where that mean guy is out there in the league anymore that you can go grab and it's going to help this team do what it does, but you're going to have to go out, rattle, rattle around. I don't see anything on the bench that is going to, you know, make me change. Hey, give me Trez. What's, what's Trez contract looking like? Someone like that. I, I wouldn't mind. Trez, Montrez, uh, Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Someone Wait, like back. that. Maybe not him, but uh, someone like that. That's the person to talk about. Montrez. Montreal Harrell is is that kind type. Yeah, of guy. like a goon. He, you need a goon he out there. That type of guy. Can he can he play for you? And that's going to be the thing that you can talk about having tough guys, but if those guys aren't getting some quality minutes, it it goes on deaf ears. So Montreal Harrell, yeah, you you pointed out that that is a guy who's a, who's an sob who will you know. Who will step over that line? And I hadn't thought about him, but yeah, he, he's oh yeah, he's a he, line stepper, habitual. He, he's one of those guys in the paint is gonna flex on you, gonna get in your face. I, I do, I do like that. I do like that. I hadn't, hadn't thought about that. And me and Gary were both saying at the same time, who? <laughs> yeah, y'all said the same thing. <laughs> so, so we we try to beat you up, but yeah, again, I like up, that. If he if he's available, yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, Gary, we want to thank you, man. We know your, your, your time is valuable and, you know, for coming on with us. And, you know, I'm sorry that I pissed you off about 1984, but I'm not <laughs> sorry at the same time. And you know, sorry, not sorry. Don't, don't apologize for the championship. Go get some napkins and, and go, you know, go back to L.A. and cry about that shit if you want to. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's Look, why I love having please, you two on, man. Please, please don't do that, Gary, because too many people have come up to me. Too many black people have come up to me. Even this year, black guy came up to me. I remember you, man. You're the guy waving the towel. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Hell no. I was, I was in the I damn game. I was playing on the court. I get that all oh, the damn I was in the 15-footer when he was doing that. 
Or, you know Max said that line. You know he definitely said that. Oh, my God. Boston Globe, Gary Washburn. Oh, man. Appreciate you coming on. You can also check him out. CLNS Media under under our uh, our, our umbrella, if you will, as a, as a co-host of the A-List podcast. He's Gary Washburn, man. That's going to do it for this episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. If you haven't already, head to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Don't want to miss out on the special offer they got going on. And, of course, we'll check you guys out next week here on another episode of the Central Maxwell Podcast, man. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you, guys.